Hi, I'm Justin Rosso, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Next Step Podcast, where we help you take a next step. Today, Katie Helmreich joins us. She's one of the visual faith illustrators for Ponder Anew, a hymn journal of trust and confidence. It's getting to be towards the end of July now, and today the weed eaters were out on the lake. You can think of kind of a combination of a conveyor belt, a combine, and a paddle wheel. And they've been sucking up the weeds all around the shoreline. I caught up with Katie Helmreich up in Bay City, Michigan a couple of weeks ago. And we got to spend some time not on the lake shore, but on the creek shore. After some brief introductions, you'll hear us talk about that creek and about the ducks that they saved during the recent flood this spring. Then I'll open with prayer and Katie will share the Philippians 4 reading on page 65 with us. We'll talk about that reading some and unpack it a little bit before we move on to the devotion on the next page. Then Katie will share with us the story of the artwork on page 63, and we'll even take a look at the Inri prayer on page 69. Katie does a great job of talking about how that version of the secret code prayer is something she uses with her family in family devotions. Before we're done, we'll explore what it might mean to take a small next step after we've shared one of our favorite verses from the hymn for this chapter in the cross of Christ I glory. So however high the water level is in your backyard today, whatever you're doing this late July, thanks for taking time with us. We're glad you're here. We follow Jesus better when we follow him together. So we have Katie Homereich with us today. Katie, welcome back to the Next Step Podcast. Thank you. Where in the world are we today? We are at my home in Bay City, Michigan, on the creek, yeah. just like in our picture today. Just like in the picture. I saw that creek driving in. Uh, did you guys have trouble with the flooding in the Saginaw area this spring? We were very blessed. There were a lot in our area that were dealing mm. with a lot of damage. But we watched the water come up the yard, and then it stopped before it caused any damage. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome. And we are singing again at your it's kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And I can see that island we've talked about before where you do a lot of your visual faith work. I appreciate the blog you wrote about having Jesus in the center of your mess and the center of your messy kitchen. Did you do some of the artwork in this Ponder a New Hymn journal here at this kitchen island? Actually, no. I did this artwork while I was walking around the yard following Jane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't stay put very much. and The weather was nice, so that was why the creek ended up in here, I think. And uh, how old is Jane now? She's three and a half. Okay, so active and out and about. Yes, absolutely. Cool. And so the creek, this creek right here is in the art there on page 63. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We'll get to hear about that some more in a minute. I saw the ducks have hatched and they're getting big. Yes. How many do you have? We have eight ducklings. I think they're three weeks old. We just built them a new little hutch. So they have their new digs and we'll take them out to the creek to swim soon. And why do you have eight ducklings? Well, we were doing some tree trimming, and we dropped a couple branches and didn't pick them up for a day or two. And then we we went to clear them away and found there was a duck nest already in the middle of it. Oh. So we'd been kind of keeping an eye on it. And then in the flood, we went back to check, and they were two inches underwater. Oh. So we grabbed the eggs and put them in an incubator that a friend gave us a while back. And out of 10 eggs, eight hatched. We really weren't sure if any would make it. Yeah. So that was it was really exciting. Yeah. Wow. So they're rescue ducks. Yes, rescue ducks. Yeah. And uh, they, they would be here in this creek in this picture. Mm-hmm. 
So if you'd like to add little rescue ducks to your, your drawing, <laughs> your artwork on page 63, please feel free. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Just this is, uh, it's always good to talk to you and to read what you've written for the Next Step blog. I really appreciate your perspective and how you invite Jesus into your family life, even when it's upside down and sideways. And I really, really appreciate that. So thanks for being with us. Why don't I begin in prayer before we read our scripture for chapter 7 in the cross of Christ I glory. Come Holy Spirit and be with us today. Thank you for this beautiful day in your creation. Thank you for for rescue ducklings and for relationships, for moms and daughters, for family and friends. Please open our hearts and our minds to the scripture that you've placed before us today. We please be present in our conversation and draw us closer to Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Philippians 4, 11, uh, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Hmm. Thanks. Anything that kind of jumped out at you this time through Philippians 4? Well, obviously the last couple months have been a mixed bag for all of us. Mm. And having this concise little link between I can do all things through him who gives me strength, which is kind of out there as a like an athlete verse. Yeah. But no, this is the highs and lows of our everyday life right here in need and plenty, hungry, fed. He's here and this is how we do our life. Yeah, absolutely. So all of the verses in the hymn journal are laid out on purpose to help the meaning kind of show through. This one is the only one that actually has a, an identifiable shape. And I like that and at the middle of the cross here. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is like to have plenty. So yeah, I think it is a little bit misapplied to be in an athlete verse. Like mm-hmm. I know I can win because Jesus is with me. And this is kind of like... And you can lose. When you lose and really bad. Yeah, he's still there too. And, and that's going to be okay. Awesome. I like that a lot. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. You mentioned just the last couple of months being up and down. Are there particular instances of these kind of opposites where Jesus has been present that you can think of in your family or your life? It's all the little stuff lately. We've had times when the need versus plenty or the highs and lows have been more exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we've been blessed. It's just normal everyday stuff, but yeah. you know, on top of each other and changing schedules toddlers and preteens yeah all, all over the place i noticed getting uh, a little bit back into social life after covid19 i got pretty used to having my space and my people and mm-hmm. you don't have to see more than three or four people all day mm-hmm. and you don't have to see them all day and you go back and you see like seven or eight people whoa at the same time i'm a little more prone to be you know if i don't get my way i don't like when i don't get my way i like my way i like it my way and when you see people, they step on that. And uh, so it's good to see people again. I just noticed that I'm a little more sensitive than I was pre-COVID. So sure. good when I get my way and good when I don't. Good when I have plenty and good when I lack. Bane and Blessing is the title of the devotion for this chapter. Of course, that comes right from one of the verses of the hymn. Let me read that devotion the way it's written in the book. This is on page 66. Bane and Blessing. Content in all circumstances. Not, I like suffering. Not, I can do whatever I set my mind to, not don't worry, be happy. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, Paul says. What's the secret? What gives you peace when you are in need as well as when you have plenty? 
What keeps you from sinful self-reliance when you are well-fed as well as when you are hungry? What makes the ups and downs of bane and blessing, pain and pleasure possible to bear? What's Paul's secret? Paul knows the risen Jesus. That changes everything. Because you know Jesus, your success and security lead to prayers of thankfulness and dependence. Because you know Jesus, your lack and uncertainty lead to prayers of deep need and dependence. All the gifts God gives in this present creation you can receive with joy from Jesus, the gift giver. All the pain you will ever know you will suffer through with Jesus, the burden sharer. You already know the secret. You share all your griefs and joys with Jesus. And you are still learning to live out the secret, little by little, doing all things through the one who gives you strength, the risen Jesus, in all circumstances. Tell me about the corner art here on this page. Well, I really, I think I did this corner section before I had read your completed devotion. Really? And it was really cool when I found out, oh yeah, this is exactly, it's like we read the same Bible verse. Yeah, it's almost like we read the same Bible verse. <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing. I did a study a while back. I don't even remember what it was, but the fact that all of this changed because he is risen. Mm-hmm. I think it was a passage in Romans too that went along these same lines. All of these ups and downs, we have this confidence because of Jesus. And we know he's risen, so we can do the rest because it's not us. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. I mean, I looked at the because he's risen. It's like, oh, she picked it right out of the devotion. And, and that's so cool that you did that beforehand. Yeah. That's a neat affirmation. I love the open tomb. It's beautiful. Let's turn back a couple of pages to this cover art here. Of course, the hymn is on page 61, but on 63, boy, you've got a lot going on here. Lots of words, lots of, a lot of different things. Tell me about this art and, and why you chose to do it this way. Typically, I don't use a lot of words in my artwork for this kind of thing. I'm not exactly sure why all of the words ended up on this page, <laughs> but I couldn't pick any favorites. They all stood out to me. And like I mentioned earlier, I was I had my sketchbook and I was just following Jane around. If she sat down in the sandbox, I sat down next to it for 10 minutes. As I was sketching, it all just sort of flowed. I loved how the first verse could be up in the sky and this the sacred story gathering around this cross, just going out into the rest of the life. And then the fact that there could be these craggy hills where the woes of life overtake me, but the cross shines through and glows with peace and joy. It was so fun because as I was sketching, all of the words just fit. The sun of bliss and then beaming down this radiance, Mm -hmm. streaming into the luster of day. The craggy rocks, the pain and the bane, but then the blessing and pleasure, all of what I just, I had so much fun, all that came together very suddenly when I wasn't expecting it outside following my three-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, you know, Jesus does some of his best work when you don't expect it and Mm -hmm. you're outside following your (laughs) three-year-old. Yeah, that's cool. So I see the craggy, the woes are craggy up there. And then even down here by the reeds, by the brook, Bane and Pain are both kind of rocks and hard. And then the blessing is the cattails. I think those are called Rohrbachs in German, which is my mom's maiden name. So that blessing is a special blessing for me. And I see the creek and the lily pads. Tell me more about the the dock or bridge. or What is, what is that and then the path? What, why did you do it that way? Well, the sun of bliss bringing that light and love upon my way. So that could either be coming down this path into a place where you can look out at that water. It's just such a beautiful negative space. It's mm-hmm. amazing how more calm you are just looking out at water. Mm. But then also the other way where you're walking towards the sun of bliss and towards that cross. 
the light is going both directions. Yeah, awesome. So you've invited us into this place around your house, a place that you've walked and been, a place that brings you peace and has some of those contrasts as well. I guess I imagine someone, as as they sit here and read the words of the hymn, as they add some color, as they meditate on these words and pray, that they're kind of experiencing what you experienced on that walk with Jane. Do you think of the people that are going to be adding color to your artwork when you're drawing? Is that not, do you ever imagine what they're going to do with it? How does that work for you as an artist? I'm always a little curious to see if they'll see what I saw because I'm used to doing color when my own artwork. I don't do a lot of lines first. I usually start with colors first and add lines later. So doing work for an illustration like this is very opposite. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really curious to see what people end up doing and if the, the words where they are will resonate with the other artists as, as they did with me. It's, it's going to be fun. I love the sky. Have you been on Facebook and seen what people have done with some of your art in the past? What, what's that experience like for you to see what other people have done? It was exciting because, you know, you put these little things in your art and then to see people pick up on them. When you just have art hanging up in a hallway, people don't necessarily interact with it in the same way. But when you're, they're adding color and processing something like these prayers and scripture while they're doing it, then some really cool things happen. And mm. it's exciting to see... God using that to bless other people. That's neat. Uh, and then you did the visual faith experiment too. This it's it's on page sixty nine. Of course, this Inri prayer is a version of the secret code prayer. It's a lot like that, uh, except you're also invited to use some abbreviations. The Inri is what they put above Jesus on the cross. It's Latin for Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, Rex Judeorum. Uh, and then these JJ and DV and VDMA, uh, did you know all those initials already or was some of that new to you? No, I think besides the INRI and the SDG, all of them are new. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Verbum Domini Manat in Eterum, VDMA, that's, uh, that's one from our Lutheran heritage. DV, Deo Valente. Uh, the Lord willing. Sometimes you would, you would see that even written, like if you would say what you're like, I'm going to see you next Tuesday, DV. But, but, you know, the Lord mm-hmm. willing, I'll see you next Tuesday. I'm here on Monday morning at 10 a.m., the Lord willing, mm-hmm. that that's going to happen. So when I do a secret code prayer like this, I like a couple of things. It slows me down. I'm very specific and particular about it. And then the initials actually allow me to get a thought in there that would have otherwise taken like half a sentence, mm-hmm. but I can say Jesus help with just two initials or add those little like flare prayers just to the end of a sentence, God willing or uh, to God alone be glory. Uh, tell me about when you added the kind of decorations around that cross of graph paper almost. What, what were you thinking? Well, I thought it was interesting that the illustration that came together for the hymn mm-hmm. actually flowed very easily into this. So on the, the landscape page, that cross was, the light was coming and streaming into all parts of the image, the woes and the blessings. And so the fact that this cross could also do the same thing, the Jesus help and yet to God alone be the glory, all of this is coming centered on the cross and going very easily out. Yeah, I can see that now. If, if you page back, you can see this cross on page 63 where it has the kind of the light streaming out from it kind of imitates the cross on page 69. That's really cool. It goes, goes together really well. Have you done like this kind of secret code prayer before? 
Yes, not with these initials, right? But I've done this. I've done this with my kids mm. and with my husband too. We've found it very helpful. So just with your family. Mm-hmm. And what do you what do you usually use when you do it with your family? It's probably not this book, but what kinds no. of things do you use? Well, they have note cards, little three by five cards that mm-hmm. have graph on them. And so we usually, with our morning devotions, we'll have either the graph available or regular three by five card. The kids will either do a secret code prayer or they'll draw a little image about what we're talking about. Hmm. And how does that work in the family context then? Why do you, they do something like this secret code prayer Mm -hmm. pretty easily, pretty regularly? Yeah, it helps a lot, I think, especially um, some of my family has ADHD. So focus is always a struggle, (laughs) always. But the secret code prayer has really helped a lot because when you have ADHD sitting at the same table as a toddler, it's really hard to focus on your prayer. But for them to be able to sit and just put one letter in each box helps tune out all of the distractions Mm. so that's been it's been really cool to see that working that's neat i think a lot of us especially in our prayer life struggle from that attention deficit like Mm -hmm. i get praying and then i think of 17 other things Mm -hmm. so having a something like the secret code prayer or this inri prayer to just guide and focus and make your time a little bit more centered can be really really helpful i know not everybody even likes it not every if whether you believe it or not not everybody even thinks this is good Uh or helpful Uh, But it's surprising how many people do. And I love the freedom to say, well, if this wasn't your favorite, you know, turn the page, do something else. There's so many things. And it's amazing how differently everybody experiences them. But there is something for everybody. I think at different times, too. I know for me, sometimes it's just the right thing. And sometimes it was like, meh, you know, Mm -hmm. okay, move on to something else. Mm -hmm. But just because the first time I experienced it, it didn't go perfectly doesn't mean it's not valuable for me. Thanks for those thoughts. I hadn't thought of using it with, especially my younger kids. I don't know why it seems almost like having to write letters in little boxes is like ninth grade above or something. It it just let them at it, huh? Yeah. And there's, I tell them at the beginning, you don't have to use punctuation. Spelling doesn't matter. Just, we're just focusing. That's cool. That's That's a helpful reminder. Jesus doesn't grade prayers on punctuation. Right. <laughs> hey, going back to this hymn, I love this hymn. I'm, I'm so glad it's a part of this hymn journal. But in the cross of Christ, I glory. Is there something, uh, maybe one particular verse or phrase that really jumped out at you from the hymn? I really like the phrase, well, I guess the verse, where, when the sun of bliss is beaming, light and love upon my way from the cross of the radiance streaming adds more luster to the day. I sometimes struggle to notice the luster in the day. (laughs) They're all mixed bags and you've got kids at home. And sometimes it's really easy to focus on the things that did not go well. Mm -hmm. But to be reminded that, no, the cross, the radiant streaming is adding luster to the day. I need to to watch for that. And it's always there as soon as I'm willing to see it. Mm. So that's, I like that reminder. Adding more luster. Yeah, cool. I think one of my favorites is that fourth verse, bane and blessing, pain and pleasure. I like the opposites and the alliteration. Bane and blessing, pain and pleasure by the cross are sanctified, made holy, set apart. Like these experiences, these normal everyday ups and downs, when you belong to Jesus, become something more than just normal ups and downs. It could be the good thing you're going through. It can be the hard thing you're going through, but both by the cross are sanctified, set aside for a special purpose, sprinkled by the blood of sacrifice, made holy, Mm -hmm. sanctified. And it's just normal stuff. It's just normal stuff. But because of the cross of Jesus, it's actually more than just normal stuff. I think it's Luther in his explanation of the first article talks about how God's going to give you what God gives anyway. But when you receive it, oh no, maybe he's praying for daily bread. Maybe that's where he talks about it. When you intentionally receive what God's giving you anyway, but receive it as a gift, Mm -hmm. it makes it, you know, lunch. 
God gave me lunch today. You can receive it differently because you belong to Jesus. Right. Uh, you can eat lunch anyway. But the cross sanctifies lunch of mm-hmm. all things. Mm-hmm. And creaks and uh, hiccups and three-year-olds and family <laughs> arguments. And the cross sanctifies those things. So before we're done today, just so much going on here. I, I guess a couple things. One is I didn't see any people in this chapter. That's not typical of you. No, it's not. I guess there were so many words to fit. <laughs> <laughs> this was before we knew we had ducks, so that's why they're not in here. Okay, all right. This is pre-ducks. There's still two inches yeah. underwater there. If you sneak ahead, hymn number nine is the other one you did here, so we're not going to talk about it in depth, but page 85, there's a person there that looks a lot like you, I think, but maybe not. And then uh, page 91, there's Jesus asleep in a boat. So you got you got your people in yes. du- double duty in, the next, in chapter 9. <laughs> cool. Uh, and you like drawing people. That's one of your favorites, or what would you yeah, say? Yeah, I, I never thought it was a favorite, but they always show up. I... So evidently they are. <laughs> They're not intentional. That's how we tell stories, I guess. It's how we tell stories. Yeah. Boy, wouldn't you put it that way? I remember you saying that. People are how you tell stories. And in the cover art for In the Cross of Christ and Glory, you use the path and the rocks and the pond. and the, I mean, you tell the story. Yeah, the landscape the, told the story. The landscape told the story. So you didn't have to have people mm-hmm. running around that landscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the other thing would simply be Based on our conversation today and the, the hymn and the scripture and what we've talked about, do you see any you know next step that Jesus is inviting you into this week? Well, I really want to focus more this week on finding the way that God is adding luster to the day. Hmm. That was a very clear message when I was working on the illustration, but that already feels like another lifetime. <laughs> so, yeah, remembering that we just got back from vacation now we're back in the daily grind. What does that look like? Oh, yeah. But it's still a good thing. God is still here. We can enjoy these days just as much or, or more in some ways than our time away. Adding more luster to the daily grind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what does it look like then? How do you keep your eyes open for something like that? How do you notice it? And I don't know. How do you make that a part of your routine? Well, back in November, I think... I was writing down something that I was thankful for every day. Mm -hmm. And some days it felt like a stretch, which is ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, everything is a blessing. But sometimes to even look at a situation and say, okay, this is a blessing. Why? What can I thank God for in this? For me, it helps to write it down. And I think that's what we're going to do. Writing down something that added luster to the day, Mm -hmm. that was sanctified by the cross. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome next step. Hey, thanks, Katie. Yeah. It's always good to be here with you. Uh, do you mind if I take a walk around back before I leave and kind of just check out the creek and the sure. ducks and the? I want to experience that page for right. myself in real life. I it's won't have fun. Jane to lead me around, but no. <laughs> so you actually get to see stuff this way. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. That was Katie Helmreich, one of the visual faith artists. For Ponder Anew, a hymn journal of trust and confidence from Next Step Press. Katie not only provides art for our hymn journals, she's also one of our bloggers on the Next Step community. Katie often writes about following Jesus, visual faith, and what it means to be a family and try to handle devotions together. So I invite you to check that out. We'll put a link in the description of this podcast. You heard me say that the INRI prayer, I-N-R-I, is another version of the secret code prayer. 
I'll put in an instructional video based on the secret code prayer in the description of this podcast as well. And then finally, I'll link to an article I wrote about my interaction with JJ, Jesus Help. Uh, I got the Latin wrong and accidentally wrote Jesus Judge Me. It didn't quite turn out the way I thought. But it did turn into a prayer of faith. I thought you might be interested to see how that happened. This episode and all episodes of the Next Step Press podcast are made possible by the generous support of patrons. Today we'd like to recognize Katie and Dorothy. Your regular commitment to Next Step Press makes these podcasts possible. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support and your encouragement. If you'd like to take this opportunity to consider becoming a Next Step patron, please see the link in the description of this podcast. It was a real joy to sit down with Katie and to walk her creek and backyard to see where she found the ducks, to see the incubator where they were hatched. You'll find a blog dedicated to those ducklings at community.findmynextstep.org. Well, whether you're getting back into the routine of your work week or enjoying some vacation, join Katie and me to remember again that bane and blessing, pain and pleasure are all sanctified by the cross. That your daily grind, as well as your times of refreshment and enjoyment, are blessed in a unique way because you are a follower of Jesus. May that delight be something that takes you into your week. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Next Step Press.